Maybe I wanted to learn more about the Fiddler on the Roof and felt unsatisfied with that experience? I'm, I'm confounded. I don't even know what to say to you now. I, I just can't recover. Oh yeah, let's look. look. Hello, I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 58, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. On today's episode, I'm joined by a couple of guests and we talk about the many faces, <laughs> hey look, a pun, of tessellations. Oh, uh, we also talk about Penrose and Escher and, you know, a creepy thing Brandon made his students do. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations! I'm gonna fucking stab you <laughs> right in the fucking throat. That's all I'm going to do for the next half. Hour. Oh, it has been a long time. Oh, I'm gonna. The hide. last one, the last one I released was some months ago, and it was recorded in England. We have not recorded one here in my office in uh, the Las Vegas Valley area for quite a long time. Now, combinations, permutations is of course uh, the mathematical podcast. That is better than all other mathematical podcasts because we swear a lot. And, as always, and see, I have one guest who is really good at, at not speaking before I introduce him, and one that sucks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and, and as always, I'm joined by uh, a couple of guests here, only two instead of the typical three, but this, these, this is a powerful pair of guests I have on today. Two of my best. By best, I mean I really have a shitty stable to choose from, so really any of them would be my best. You're, you're just making the knife that much sharper here. <laughs> and first up, I have Mr. Massacre, Brandon Metz. Hey, what's up? What's up? He actually waved. I want to point that out. That's for some reason when he said, what's I was up? Hoping, he's I'm, like, I'm, hey, I'm, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it was very effete, too. Like it, was, it was not a very masculine way. I'm surprised wave. you didn't catch my yawn about 30 <laughs> seconds ago when I just, like, huge, gaping yawn at how boring you are. Let's get on to something good. And uh, second up, Mr. Official Beard and the winner of the Combinations of Permutations Episode 50 Quiz Show Spectacular, Cody Palmer. I, I gotta say, I'm really honored that you would consider me one of your best, and I'm just kind of forgetting what you said <laughs> after that. But that you would think I was—I was one of your best. I'm a... Cody's a selective listener. I—I I, wouldn't—I wouldn't have had to toss in all that extra stuff if Brandon weren't here. Just saying. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> I'm not responsible. For yes, what yeah, actually, you are. You're an adult human this being. You are responsible. The, this will never reach the air, so no one will ever know. <laughs> Okay, uh, and so here Combination because you've probably all forgotten why this is even in your iTunes queue at this point. Uh, <laughs> we choose some sort of mathematical topic, and I yell at them to talk about it while they talk about something else entirely. Except this might be a topic in which at least one of my two guests will want to talk about it. And that guest is Brandon. Oh, God. Yeah. What would I'm, I'm, I want to talk about? I'm really excited now. I'm... Because today, we're going to talk about tessellation. 
<laughs> you actually yeah, yeah, do like this it. topic. You do. I know. Ge- it's geometry. I'm, so, of course. I'm well, well, it's not just that. It's something that you give to your students randomly from time to time. <laughs> no, I make my students <laughs> make them for me so I can. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, so uh, what exactly is a tessellation? Well, well, it's first of all define a tiling and then define a tessellation. Okay, we we talk about a tiling. Most of the time, we're talking about tessellations as two dimensional, and we talk about tilings of the plane. And so, what that is is it, it's you cover the plane with geometrical figures, such that there are no gaps between any of the figures and no overlaps. So, if you think of it, you could think of a tes- another tiling as like a jigsaw puzzle. It fits cleanly together. There's no gaps and no overlaps. So that's what a tessellation essentially is. However, tessellations are more um, based on non-curved shapes. So you have things like your triangles, rectangles, hexagons, and whatnot, octagons and squares. But there's more structure when that. Every vertex has to add up to 360 degrees, which obvious. Yeah, I mean it's... And so only certain types of tilings are possible. You can't tile with just an arbitrary set of... You can't just pick random um, shapes and just in, expect you, to make a tiling. Unless you, you have, have to, infinite different types of tiles, which yeah, is but mathematically I'm, uninteresting. Yeah, but I'm saying if you were just take like... If you were just to pick a set of objects, like say you have to pick three shapes and you're only allowed to use those, it's arbitrarily you can't do it. Yeah, so, you, like you can't choose an octagon, a hexagon, and a triangle yeah together. and you can't tile with all pentagons either yeah because well it just there's not enough angles so interesting it's really cool stuff i actually gave actually for extra credit i had my students make me some uh tessellations for um for the semester and some of I which got, are very creepy and yeah. we'll actually we'll cover those a bit <laughs> later on no don't worry i want to come uh, yeah, back that's to a it creepy but one. <laughs> yeah i i want to i want to save that suspense. save that to the end because people are going to want to hear about this uh, uh one, one quick thing uh, just, just very quickly, the difference between a tiling and a tessellation is. Uh, there really isn't much. It's just when you're talking about tilings, there are such things as you can tile uh, a sphere. You can tile. I mean, a tessellation is usually two dimensional. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, and and also you can have something called a non-planar tiling, yeah, which yeah. is something that does have overlap. <laughs> Uh, but I believe when you use the term tessellation, by definition, you cannot have overlap. Oh, no, okay. De- definition of tessellation is geometrical shapes, no overlaps, no tiling. Each vertex adds up to 360 degrees. All right. That's yeah, the uh, definition. Even, I mean, on Wikipedia, we go even one step more. It's plane figures. Yeah, that's why I said the two-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Right. okay. Yeah, I forget. I thought I, I implied that. I should have said that, too. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here for with my Wikipedia on my laptop. <laughs> yeah. This is- okay, and and so one of the one of the reasons why it, this falls under uh, mathematics is that, I, I mean, other than it just being geometric, which is interesting in a way, but we're much more interested in things like uh, uniform tilings and uh, things like that, and that's where regular tilings. Yeah, uniform tilings, regular tilings, and these are, I uh, and uh, this. Uniform tilings can actually happen in the hyperbolic plane as well as the uh, normal plane, or you know the Euclidean plane. Normal plane, normal plane. I bet means something See, I, completely I told, different. I told Cody he should take geometry this semester, and still so he would 
know exactly what I'm going to be talking. I'm going to mention, I, I but he doesn't want to take since geometry. Since you are the the GA and grader, I felt like there was going to be a conflict of interest given our relationship. I do you want to the ex- no pants relationship? Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> I didn't that does that. happen. It does happen from time to time. Well, yeah, you you <laughs> did you did sleep in his bedroom with candles. Yes, that refute is, that. That is true. It's fucking cold in there. You need some heat. And I wasn't going to well, cuddle well, with him. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know where the heat came from. It's from your <laughs> magnificent chemistry. And the candles were just the catalyst for the later reaction. And then you, <laughs> you did take your pants off the other day. It's, I had to change out of my gym shorts. Why just should I walk to the bathroom that's all smells like shit? Why does he get to change in the office and I don't? He didn't, he didn't give me a, like a choice. What, like I'm going to ask? I'm just going to do it. I close the door and I just change. You know, no, like... No, like I'm okay with you changing in the office, Sam. You just if I'm not in there, I'm okay with me not yeah, being. No, in no, there. no. Why does he get to change in the office when you're in there and I don't? <laughs> because I turned around and no pants. <laughs> like I, I said, seriously Cody's didn't been know there about be- this. I was I was just making a no pants joke. Hey, I was like, hey, nothing you ain't seen before. <laughs> so you seen his junk before? Oh no, no you didn't no, see my I junk. <laughs> I had underwear on. I don't go commando. Okay, so what's the uniform tiling? Uniform. I don't know if that's does that mean the same as regular. Or okay, I uh, it's yeah. I mean, yes, I believe it. A does. regular tiling is just a tiling that uses one shape to okay. cover it. So things like a checkerboard. There's only three regular tilings of the plane. There's the checkerboard, which is all squares. Um, there's hexagons, which is your honeycomb, and then there are the equilateral triangles or triangles. You can use any triangles, I think. Well, not uh, scalene or. I'm not even not scaling isosceles or equilateral. Equilateral triangles yeah. will work, but um, not in arbitrary triangles. So, and that's those are your only three ones. And why you can't do five? You know, you can't go. You know, pentagons, which would be the next one, is because they don't add up to 360 at the vertices. Yeah, uh, uniform tilings actually. Uh, it's a little bit broader than that. Uh, that's uh, regular polygons uh, being vertex uniform. Don't really know what vertex uniform is. Tried to read it, and I didn't understand. It's, it allows for semi-regular uh, Oh, so it's not, it's not... Okay, it was semi-regular tiling. Well, that's, that's the, the most common anyways. <laughs> yeah, and, and by semi-regular, it's the same when we were talking about polyhedra like 20 shows ago or something like that. It's very similar to semi-regular polyhedra instead of a single well, shape. Oh, yeah, because the, the, regular polyhedras, have... the regular polyhedron are given by regular tilings of the sphere. Whereas a semi, like the soccer ball is an example of a semi-regular tiling of a sphere, but doesn't lead to, and it leads to a different polyhedron. And you would have gotten from geometry. Or just from thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, that that doesn't take that much. Uh, Now, uh, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to kind of go on from, I mean, because so, I mean, we just have these basic things and they're fun to play with and they show up. Uh, throughout history a lot actually uh the reason i decided to talk about tessellation and tilings was because a uh, twitter friend and friend of uh math maths uh one of my other podcasts uh, edmund harris uh, at galada on twitter had was on uh us radio this week talking about uh tilings he was academic man he was on for like a minute and a half he was talking about tilings and how it was very possibly one of the first areas of mathematics ever studied because if you look back at origi- old buildings, you know, pre-Euclid buildings. Well, you those nice, you know, nice tile floors. Yeah. And you got and, your mosaics and everything that are. And then you also have, uh, say, the Alhambra uh, in Spain, 
which is an incredibly famous Muslim temple. Uh, and it, the Alhambra in Spain actually has all 17 uh, uh, elements of the wallpaper group in it. What the fuck is the wallpaper group? The wallpaper group is a mathematical classification of two-dimensional repetitive patterns based on symmetries in the pattern. So there are 17 different symmetric tilings. Or tiling, tilings of symmetric patterns. So we're going into abstract algebra now. <coughs> uh, and because clearly there's many more tilings, but they, uh, if they're symmetric, they fall into one of these 17 categories. Mm. As, and, all, and the Egyptians managed to use all 17 of these categories as well. Uh, so, I mean, tiling... Tiling and hell, abstract algebra at that point goes back a really long ways. Yeah, and I mean, maybe even farther than we know. I can see people looking at a, looking at a like a field or something for farming and figuring out how to divide it up. No, that's that's, that's very exactly true. just like property property lines everything. That's yeah, I mean, being having the ability to split things up in a way that you use up all of the material in a, another way that gives everyone a representative amount. I mean, that's that's very important in the history of uh, everything. Civilization. Civilization is the word I was looking for. Not everything. I don't think it matters too much to uh, history of birds to birds, but it does matter to bees. Of course. Because bees were one of the original tilists. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, they use regular tilings. It's a very strong structure. Also, we eat their barf. This, and it is delicious. I remember when I learned that honey was bee barf. That was... That was a... Changing times for me. Changing times. <laughs> it's so good, though. Honey is good. It's just delicious. Why was it changing times? Why does that bother you at all? I don't know. What's like, it matter what it is if it tastes freaking awesome? And it's it's not like they barf in the same way we do. That's There's true. chunks That's of shit true. and everything. They like pure honey sugar shit. <laughs> That'd you be know? cool to barf honey. That would be cool. I think that you would end up drowning. That yeah, could be. That would suck because I'd be trying to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to suck it back in. No, no more. <laughs> Spend it. I, uh, nope, not gonna make that joke. <laughs> Just about made a joke that I'm really happy I did not. So other things about tilings. Here, I, th I thought that you actually knew more about what? tilings. What? What do you want to know? Well, I mean, Just talk they're, about they're, them. They're, they're, they're pretty. Um, isn't there, uh, I was reading, and this is, it uh, was, must have been a year We are ago. really out of practice. I was, I'm just tired today. That's I was all. reading was... in the, uh, in the notices, um, about tilings. Isn't there some, uh, like unsolvability problem in tilings? Just how old was this? Because if we're going to about to get into aperiodic tilings, uh, you're going to find that, that I mean, was this like an AMS notices from the 60s? No, this was from like um, really a year or two ago. I thought it might have been something that they had already covered uh, or that had already been already had been proven or disproven, but they were they were introducing. It was uh, it was really interesting. OK, no, no, there there is a tie. Oh, no, 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 no. There, there's not. Uh, so we can talk about aperiodic tilings uh, quickly now. Aperiodic tilings are interesting because they are tilings that have what? No period. 
<laughs> was, that, was that too naive of an answer? I'm gonna have to second or? that one. That's he periodic. Well, it, it does mean that there is no periodic, but uh, it's more tends to deal with uh, you know there's not really any shift symmetries and things like that. Okay. It doesn't repeat when you use yeah, it, which is what. But I was just hoping someone would actually explain it instead of just being like, "Oh, nope, no period." Well, well I mean. Uh, the period in sense of a, in the sense of a tiling, no shift symmetries make sense to me though. In in that sense, you can't shift it to the left or the right or up or down, and it doesn't look the same. You can always tell that a shift has happened. That 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 makes sense to me in the sense of having a period. Yeah, it's it just you no know, repetitions. It's just like doesn't repeat the same pattern. Yeah, essentially what it is. Okay, and, and so uh, it was originally uh, put out by uh, Hao Wang in the sixties. Uh, that noted. His name is Wang. <laughs> Grow up, Brandon. Grow up. Come on, you're gonna announce that name. You know I gotta laugh at it. Okay, it's uh, so he's he's the one who did note that there was wrong. connection between decidability problems and tilings. So there are definitely connections, uh, and he uh, had squares with colored edges. Mm. And the question he was asking, uh, it was called the Wang Dominoes. I get a really bad picture in my head. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he had something that he referred to as the domino problem, which is the ter- to determine whether a given set of Wang dominoes could... <laughs> <laughs> keep No, don't, don't mind me. Just keep going. This is great. Good. <laughs> could tile the plane with matching colors on adjacent domino edges. I, what kind of dominoes? <clears throat> Wang Dominoes. <laughs> Are you guys two years old? Is that is that like Taint Monopoly? <laughs> All right, Cody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. I was. In I'm that sorry, place. but it's actually Taint Trionomus. <laughs> Get the things right. It's it's a crack Monopoly. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I apologize. I apologize. It's just funny as hell to me. And and uh, n- nipple clue. Hey, that's a good clue. <laughs> okay. Um, and so he believed that this was an undecidable problem. Well, he shouldn't have posited that in front of his graduate student, Robert Berger. Owned. Uh, who in 1964 in his PhD dissertation showed that with a set of... 20,426 Wang dominoes. <laughs> he was able to produce dominoes. a aperiodic tiling. That's nuts. Did, how did he, wow, that's... What, how did, what was did that number? He, what was it? 20,000? 20,426. I think I said that I wonder, wrong the first time. Did, what's char- the significance of that number? I wonder if he characterized them Nothing, nothing. Because just, uh, he then reduced it to uh, 104... Uh, and then Donald Knuth later reduced it to 92 Wang Dominoes. Still, what's the significance of those? 92. Because in, in geometry, there's significance to uh, what regular shapes are constructible. But, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was probably just he was using a early computer to do the work. Yeah, and he was probably just using the, compu- like the computer. It's probably very first, similar to the four-color theorem, yeah. which is constantly reduced in number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and five, uh, four. 
and then finally, uh, oh, uh, also, oh, and so 68 was when Knuth uh, reduced it to 92 dominoes, and Raphael Robinson in 71 reduced it to six. Wow. wow. How did that must have been tough then? If he, if because I'm assuming he tried six. Well, <laughs> way back six pro tiles, which might actually be something a little bit different than six dominoes. It might be six constructions. Okay. Made with the dominoes. Oh, okay. But, I mean, this is all leading to the most well-known aperiodic tiling, uh, which uh, came in in 74, the first one. Uh, and this was another six uh, prototile, uh, which is, uh, you know, these weird, kind of weird-looking uh, versions of these tiles. Uh, and that was by Sir Roger Penrose. Uh the Penrose tiling, uh, which actually refers to uh, another tiling that he created in 1976, which is the kite and dart tiling. And so he managed to create two tilings that only require two shapes that are completely aperiodic. And the most famous one, which is the one that was um, popularized by our uh, dearly departed uh, Martin Gardner. Uh, in his Scientific American column, uh, was the kite and dart tiling, uh, which had a weird, a very oddly shaped, um, uh, uh, very oddly shaped kind of diamond, uh, and then another one that kind of had the the shallow diamond edge on the bottom end just turned in. I'm I'm now showing it to. Uh, my two guests, because I have it up on my computer screen. And that was uh, the first uh, two-tile aperiodic tiling. And just with those two shapes, wow. uh, it does. Uh, the tilings do have reflectional That's symmetry crazy. and mm-hmm. five-fold rotational symmetry. Oh, okay. Uh, but they do not have translational symmetry uh, because they do create kind of pentagonal sort of structures. But yeah, just with two shapes, you can tile... Uh, the entire plane, and you will never be, never see something reap, never see an internal shape reappear. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, two, two, got it down to two. That's uh, <clears throat> there is, uh, one that is a semi one, uh, a one shape. This is interesting. Uh, it's uh, there's one. This was done actually. Let's see. Um. I knew I knew who had done it. Oh, Joshua Sokolar and Joan Taylor. Uh, I believe this was last year. I uh, created a shape that does give a single shape, aperiodic tiling of the plane. But the problem is, is that it's not a connected shape. Oh well. <laughs> uh, so technically, uh, the search for a single shape one still. Goes on. Yeah, it's not technically a shape, oh, in my yeah, opinion. That's... that's 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 like cheating. There, it's like yeah, it 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 very <clears throat> much is. But when you tile, it does create something that is very Sierra Pinsky. <laughs> oh, yeah, triangle. It is very Sierra Pinsky-ish. How do you, how, Sierra Pinsky-ish. I'm I'm sticking with that actually. Or what was the one you were saying, Cody? Very. Uh, we were talking about this. How do you do you adjective someone's name? Well, objectify? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, adjectify. <laughs> I, I was just looking for ways to objectify you, Brandon. All that talk about you without your pants on? Yeah, I know. That's all I am to you, an object. What was, what was it that we were saying that, Cody? It was, if we didn't know, we would just add 
blank to it and like we'd oh uh um esque that's what esque, I like. Esque. Yeah, esque. Esque. Sierpinski esque. We like that one because it's just esque is better. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm trying to go on. Like I, I was figuring that there'd be more uh, talk well, generated here. So what, what else, Brandon, what else do you know about tessellations? Like what do you know of the algebra or anything like that behind it or even the geometry? Because oh, I feel that we really haven't covered that much actual mathematics no, here. No, tessellations are... They're actually pretty boring. There's not. I, I haven't seen too much stuff with them. I mean, that's probably the most research I've ever seen with tessellations. Oh, but they're in, they're constantly growing. They're one of the faster growing areas of mathematical research it's, right um, now. There's some. I'm trying to think of some cool stuff. I can th- I can you, think of something cool. Yeah. M. C. Escher. Yes. <laughs> but also a tessellation with Brandon. Oh, and fuck. a chest burster. <laughs> what? Okay, let's stop coming up with fake tessellations. No, no, no. Legit, it's legit, man. I saw it. Uh, and and <laughs> first try to cover a, at least a little bit more math because we've only been talking for like 30 minutes here. We'll come back to that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or no, we won't. <laughs> see, I want to see. Well, like, I thought was I just really the, you I just think thought, they're pretty. Yeah. Well, I not only that, but it's just amazing how you can uh, that some I haven't really worked too much with the actual geometry of it or even the algebra of like why certain. I mean, we say that some are doable. The regular ones are doable because of the fact that they, you know, they add up to three sixty at a vertex. But I'm thinking that because <clears throat> there's some really strange ones out there that would probably <clears throat> have some more algebraic tendencies to them. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't delved into that at all yet. Uh, apparently, when you're talking about the wallpaper <laughs> groups, you use something called orbifold notation. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> it probably sucks, like big O notation. Because big O notation is uh, fucking stupid. It's, if you use big O notation, you should fucking murder yourself. Unless you happen to be doing theoretical computer science, at eh. which point it's perfectly legitimate. <clears throat> Because well, you're why just would they doing, listen to us anyways? Well, because theoretical computer <clears throat> science is something that's very close to my heart. And when you're doing time <laughs> complexity stuff, you don't actually need anything but the front end of the equation. That's true. <laughs> There's no read like, why do I care what the square term is when I know that I have a term that's raised to the tenth? Yeah. yeah. If I'm doing time complexity because it, as n goes to infinity. Yeah, if, you're only, you, if you're only dealing with huge numbers, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, okay, so or it's just a method of representing symmetry groups in two-dimensional spaces of constant curvature. That's all orbifold notation is. It's just fun to say. Say it with me, guys. Orbifold, orbifold notation. notation. I was trying to listen to your definition. Oh. What was it again? No, no, it's, it's just a method of representing <clears throat> types of symmetry groups. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, apparently we're not going to cover any more about tessellations. So let's talk about fun tessellations. How long is the page on there, the tessellation page? Uh, it's a lot, but a lot of it I do not understand. Yeah, there's probably some really nasty stuff in there. Well, I can't, but it's, I, I it's just a lot of abstract algebra and a huge amount of orbifold notation what that I can't read. What abstract algebra are they using in that? Well, it's <clears> symmetry <throat> groups, group? uh, but very like hardcore symmetry groups and, co- and the coexeter groups, too. I don't know. I, like I tried to read up on them, but my research failed a bit. I 
was hoping that other people knew more. Oh uh, man, co- co- man, that group, those out of my scope. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, I can't, I can't Wait, imagine trying. So, MC Escher, let's just talk about the fun shit then. <laughs> that, yeah, now we're delving into the realm of algebra where we still haven't covered it after how many years? <laughs> we still haven't talked about that. Okay, well, I mean, because <clears throat> one of the one of the people who made uh, tessellations very, very famous was MC Escher. Like his Day and Tonight is a very famous Angels one. Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. Uh, that, and Devils, that's that's Demons, a yeah. that's a strict tessellation actually because the Day and Tonight is not because it has it, it it's the shift like it goes from birds to like kind of oh I don't know it's not it's not a full tessellation there's like background and shit yeah but I mean it it's art so he's allowed yeah it's true it is art fucker <laughs> ruining everything. <laughs> Why is probably, art oh, ruining I'm it? I'm the only one who would say that about Escher. <laughs> no, seen, Escher, I've we love all, Escher. I've seen all of like three of his pictures. So really, yeah. There's like a million. There's one with like fish and shit and reptile. There's lizards and he yeah, there feces. Fish, yeah, yeah, yeah Cody. Uh, yeah. No, there's there's the bird and the fish one. Yeah, which cool. is very nice. Uh, there's the lizard one. Oh, there's the Pegasus one. Pegasus one. Yes. Never it's, seen that one. Maybe I have. I don't know. I probably have, but I oh, you've seen it. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah, no, no. It's it's a uh, white white pegasi and red pegasi. Is it pegasi? It's pegasi. As far as I'm Pegasus concerned, is? it's pegasi. No, pegasi what? sounds so much better. Uh, I'll toss I'll toss a couple <clears throat> of MC Escher pictures up on the blog page, which is uh, over at acmescience.com. What I would like to see. No, that's. Okay, but now let's get to the creepiness. No. Brandon, talk about it. I would like it. to see a three-dimensional one. More tilings with the three. Like oh, they're... they're of, of open space. Like, I guess essentially it's packing. Yeah. It's like uh, sphere packing, but... Uh, but there's also <clears throat> tiling of the surface of three-dimensional objects. Weird oh, yeah. three-dimensional objects, too, uh, are studied. I definitely <laughs> notice things about that. Uh, and also tilings of the hyperbolic plane also yeah, exist. Those are... The, the hyperbolic ones, they're actually really cool because... <clears throat> you can get, you can get. I think you can get pentagons in there, because it, it, they're, they're you not don't the have same. to add up to three hundred and sixty anymore. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> the, these, well, the vertices do add up to three hundred and sixty, but they just the way the shapes are formed aren't like they are in Euclidean. They're curved. They're very curved, and so your pen, your like your your squares in in hyperbolic geometry aren't like the squares you're thinking of. Yeah, like that's a pentagon. They're very curved. They're like they're not straight lines. They curve inward or they curve outward. Yeah. And so you get these. And what's cool is you get almost like a fractal type thing, or as you get because it repeats it. And as you get to the edges of the of well, most of it's done on the Poincaré disc. Yeah. Model, and that's where you see it. So it's just a circle, and inside of it they actually tiling, and that the edge of the circle corresponds to infinity. And so <clears throat> by tiling this disc, you're essentially tiling all of the plane. But the hyperbolic plane, it's just like, whoosh. and it's just really cool. And the reason why they look smaller is because it's actually a, a it's actually Horizon. A hyper, it's a hyperboloid. Actually, when we think of it, it's a hyperboloid of two sheets. But we're only looking at one one of the one of the yeah. We look at the top of the bottom. and you we're can kind of you can kind of think of and that so, as the horizon. Yeah, you see it as you look as you look down. You're looking down on the hyperboloid, and the reason why they look small at the edges is because it's essentially stretching off to infinity. Yeah, there, and so it gets smaller. And it's there's some really cool hyperbolic tessellations out there. But you should put some of those up so they understand, so they know what we're talking about there with that. The spheres are pretty self-explanatory. You got your soccer ball and whatnot and other shit. 
<laughs> soccer ball is shit anyways. <laughs> I just took a Sam loves soccer, so I had to say that. But no, I, I do, I do really love cool. soccer, and Arsenal won 3-0 Oh, today. you did find the, pen, the pentagonal one, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, it was Yeah, five. that's cool, which you cannot do in Euclidean space, which nope. is just fucking awesome. Well, finally he's excited about something. Yeah, yeah now, it's just cool. Creepiness. Well, hyperbolic geometry is just awesome. But um, well, apparently oh, we'll cr- have to cover that so we can next. Now talk someone could do something. a hyperbolic tessellation of me. So that uh, coming back again to that. Um, so and and this is all because uh, for was it for extra credit or extra as an, credit? It was for extra credit. You asked your students last semester at the end of the semester to. Uh, create some sort of tessellation on, on just like a regular sheet of paper. Yeah, just a, I just wanted a tessellation. So, Because most of the time I end up drawing these things. And you know what? I get tired of that because my drawings suck. Oh, so, yeah. Mine are awful I was like, too. well, maybe my students come up with some really cool tessellations and I can show them. And also I have a collection to build so that I can show all these. It's just really cool stuff. One person, I said, don't, I said, here's where the rules. No regular tessellation. So that means no checkerboards. Yeah, no, exactly. Because No diamond everyone. crap. No, um... No hex, no, no hexagons. Actually, so, I think I think letting him do the honeycomb would be okay because that is a bitch to draw. Only, it's t- it's six equilateral triangles and keep doing it. Yeah, but that's still a decent amount of work. It's a lot, but you know what? You know, you just make one. You could you make one hexagon on a piece of uh, what's it? What's that shit? The those folders, those um, those beige folders that open up. What are those called? Folders. Yeah, but they had best. <laughs> it had a name for them. File but, folders. No, the material is what I was talking about. But um, it wasn't cardboard. It's not cardboard. It's not paper. It's like... Papyrus? <laughs> it is not papyrus. It is not Birch from the... Birch bark. <laughs> it's not from... Papyrus? <laughs> what are we in Minecraft now? <laughs> Getting reeds or and Or ancient Egypt? Well, yeah. They use it in Babylonia and I mean, all these places. But... Was it birch bark? No, it wasn't. No, it's... I, I, I'll, I'll think... The name was will come to me later. Was it human skin stretched? Only. If only. But they could just make a, a template on that and then just replace it. So it's too easy. Parchment. One person asked, what if I make can- What if I make one out of candy corn? Because I had given this during Halloween. And I'm like, let me think about that. Because like, all triangles but candy corn. I'm like, you know what? That might be interesting. Just so long as they use the non-toxic glue. Yeah, I wasn't going to eat it. I was going to make sure they use the brown ones so Cody wouldn't eat it. <laughs> See, he doesn't eat the brown ones because apparently Ugh. they taste different. It's, but It doesn't matter. All candy corn Another person asked if they could make... A cake out of cupcakes and filled it in the spaces with icing. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting take on a tessellation, but more of a tiling of more of a packing exercise than than really that. But I was like, you know what? I'll accept that because that'd be interesting to see. Because I mean, essentially, it could, it could be thought of as like a hyperbolic. Essentially, if it's a wedge-like cake and looking down on it, it could be hyperbolic. But I didn't talk about hyperbolic stuff with them. But one student ended up. And this is just so creepy. One student gave me a tessellation, which was of me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, what? And like, I just, you know, we just drew you. And I'm like, okay, that's not creepy in the slightest. But what, <laughs> the weird yeah, thing was, was, you have your chin, right? So they, they drew my profile. And so right where your chin goes down in your neck, you know, your neckline right there, that doesn't really fit. So they had to like they had to give me like a mullet thing coming out the back of my neck <laughs> to make it fit so it would be a tessellation and and fully tile the plane. And I just sort of palimpsest. Palim yeah. Well, no, no, no. Pal- a palimpsest more specifically is when you scrape off 
the ink. I know what it is. I just I was just trying I've been searching the internet trying to find another thing to interject. Oh, you fucker. Cuz the palm set they they're speci- they're specifically when you scrape the ink off the old papyrus one and scrolls then, and then rewrite yeah. it and then it re- and then centuries later it reco- you can recover it and you're like, I "Oh know. shit, did you see this shit?" Yeah. I'm I'm well aware <laughs> a scroll. Yeah. Yes, a scroll. Yeah, I guess you could call it a scroll of some type. <laughs> We're still talking about that folder, right? It's te- I guess you could technically <laughs> roll it up and it would be a scroll. Okay, continue with the but creepy tessellation. The, the, it was just, my students do some creepy shit. And I was just like, okay, it's cool. And, you know, that was, I'd never had anyone tessellate me before. Well, and then also because of the shape they had you on the back of your neck, it looked like there was something coming out of your chest. A chest <laughs> I, I did not get that. I do not. I've seen it. I do not agree with. But him. I, I I could definitely I could definitely see it if it I did give at him it. a mullet. Yeah, but I cool. did I did save it surprisingly enough, and I think next time I teach one twenty, I'll probably <laughs> show and be like, "Yo, you got a lot to <laughs> you got a lot of expectations you got a lot now. to live up to here." You know if what? You no, don't I make might anything it. that creepy. I might bring it in for the geometry co- breakout sessions too. Oh man, that would be creepy. I haven't met them yet. I don't know any of those students. <laughs> Well, sorry for the terrible episode. We're out of practice. I guarantee next week will be better. So for Cody Palmer, Brandon Metz, I'm Samuel Hansen. Uh, you can reach me, Samuel at AcmeScience.com, if perhaps you have a suggestion for a topic so I don't have to keep on reaching. That. That's good. Reaching uh, for one. Uh, and I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this, and I hope that you have a great week. And that is all she wrote for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you have any feedback, you want to tell us just how horrible of a show that really was, make sure to send me an email, samuel at acmescience.com. Also, be sure to check out our other show, Strongly Connected Components, where I uh, call up and interview some mathematicians. It's a fun time. Also, head on over to pulse-project.org and listen to the Math Maths podcast if you have any interested in current events in mathematics. Also, as always, the intro and outro music is from SP. 12. You can find them over at opsound.org. You can find the blog right up for this episode at acmescience.com. There's also some fun pictures of tilings that I put up. You know, so you should probably head on over. Finally, this is a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike licensed podcast. So you can really make us say whatever you want. Just make sure you say where you got that audio from. Thank you for listening, and I uh, hope to hear from you. You know? It'd be nice.